Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. We must fight the dark side, the Empire, the Brooklyn Nets. We must end them. <laughs> the Resistance, the Republic is with you all. And welcome to this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Look, I got a lightsaber at Disney World. I have to use it for some reason, right? Absolutely. That That's the that's the only way you're going to be able to integrate that into our conversation. <laughs> no. but it, was, it, was, it was absolutely shameless, but whatever. It was <laughs> planned. The second you bought it, you already know. <laughs> I've been like trying to just find different, like last night we're like passing out candy and kids come through like dressed as like Darth Vader and stuff. And I'm like, to my wife, I'm like, can I go get, she's like, no, just leave in the house. Like, yeah. No one, no one cares. It's going to take too long. Uh... <laughs> no one cares. It's <laughs> like, fine. Well, welcome to this week's edition of the 48 minutes basketball network. Uh, we've got the rotation fully back tonight as we're waiting for Josh to show up. Um, it's not just two of us or three of us. We got the four man weave tonight. Um, myself, Tim Daniel, Sean Mackey, Ben Brown. And if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or wherever, thanks for tuning in. You can see in the top right corner above Sean's head, we got that brand new fancy schmancy logo that we got made. I want to give Sexy. a big shout out to our guy, Jeff Fields, for making that for us. Uh, it looks amazing. Um, we kind of, the story behind it is we wanted to lean into where we were from and honor the Kentucky Colonels. So I felt like that's the closest way possible. You can get a four and eight to look like the classic Colonels logo with the basketball and the C. And, uh, I love and it. I, and I want to go ahead and say, this is not a promotion for Pepsi. No, I no. am very anti Pepsi. So same, so same. So this is the official drink of the 48 Minutes podcast right here. Coca-Cola, <laughs> Coca baby. Coca-Cola Zero, <laughs> the elixir of the gods. Yes. All absolutely. day, baby. And although I'm wearing the old logo, I do have two of these for each of you guys. I did want to give a quick shout out to uh, my good friend, Chad Riley, and the Queen City Apparel. Uh, Chad was a guy that Ben actually coached football in high school. Uh, so Chad made us these nice pullovers so we can – represent to get the queen city apparel brand out there so go to facebook like their page queen city apparel pretty easy to find um and they've got a lot of cool stuff out there that they do for a lot of the local schools high schools colleges and their so forth and they were nice enough to make these for us as long as we gave them some pub on the pod so uh, i'll get your guys to you probably this week um and we can we can all wear them this week so we'll, we'll wear them yeah Heck yeah absolutely so without you know, more shameless plugging of lightsabers and our own logos and brands. Uh, let's get into some of the NBA news while we wait for Josh to get on. And obviously we have to start with the brand new spanking news of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Steve Nash relieved of duties as the head coach of the Nets. They say it was a mutual decision, but that was probably about as mutual as Rocky five being made. So, um, you know, that's, that's as mutual that went. And uh, Ime Udoka, 
sounds like, according to Woj, in the next 24 to 48 hours, will be the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, what? <laughs> what are we doing? What are the Brooklyn Nets doing? Hey, Sean, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Let it out. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Quinn Snyder's, he's still out there, guys. We don't have to panic and, and hire a guy who, you know, may or may not have sexually, you know, assaulted somebody or, you know, made remarks or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that he did, you know, but he is suspended Allegedly. for a reason. Allegedly, he has been suspended for a reason. Why would you go out and get that guy? There's all these coaches on the market, and you're going to go with that right now. Not to say Damn. that he's not a great coach. You got him. He got him to the finals last year. That's cool and everything. But this is one of the most bonehead Nets moves, and it is so in line with everything that they do every year. They are a complete and utter clown show right now. I mean, it is it is so sad. Pretty much everything this organization has done since LeBron hit free agency and went to the Heat. Like, before that, that is where this all started. And it has continued to spiral. They had three of the best players on the planet last year. They traded one of them for Ben Simmons. And he, he what is he doing there? He just scoring six points a game. Scoring six points a game. We got Kyrie Irving off. Preach, promoting hey, preach, brother Sean, preach. <laughs> promoting films about anti-Semitism. This is, <laughs> and then you have Kevin Durant, who who is probably still a top two, top three NBA player on this island. And now you fire Steve Nash. <laughs> like, you, what are we doing? You wonder why? Hey, listen, and you wonder why Kevin Durant wanted out. Like, like, yeah, it, it's blatantly and, obvious why he wanted out now. And he he might still want out after the end of all of this. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no question he's get, he wants to get out. I mean, I mean, the happiest guy in the NBA right now, well, he's not in the NBA anymore, is Steve Nash. Like. Without question. Yes. Yes. Happiest guy right now. No, there's no no doubt about it. He yeah. is he is going to go play pickleball somewhere in New York, downtown New York. Enjoy the rest of his days. He like he is the happiest man on the planet right now. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, he you're you're dealing with the Kyrie Irving saga. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons airballing layups. He does still doesn't want to shoot. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're dealing with that mess. You know, you still have Kevin Durant, like you said, a top three player in the world. Yet you're you sit there at two and five, and and the team is in shambles. Um, he, you can't tell me once he was like, "Hey, man, I think we're gonna go in a different." He's like, "Yeah, yep, great. That that, that sounds great. I, I'll see you guys next week. I, yep, yep. Just mail me my check. I'm good. Yep, I'm good." He he was out of there as fast as he could. There's no doubt about it. Um, and Durant will be the same way. At some point, um, they will hire. They will get. They will find somewhere to move Kevin Durant because either he'll just stop playing, or he'll be like, "Look, this this is is." Uh, oh, oh, and let's. By the way, let's put an alleged uh, sex monster as our next head coach, <laughs> a guy who's who's been known. Oh, who's been known to smash other people's wives? Let's put him on our bench. Let's do that. Let's let's just spice it up a little bit. Let's let's do that. Like that, that sounds like great sense. Not only are we in shambles and a wreck, now we're gonna put a guy who's an alleged, uh, uh, uh my bad, uh, alleged sex offender, uh, aka 
you know, he it's been known that he's been with multiple multiple coaches' wives on top of cheating on his own wife. Yeah, let's make him our next head coach. You know why? Because we just don't have enough drama. Eh, why not? We have a guy who is like promoting Alex Jones conversations and does press conferences where he's asked about promoting things Alex Jones has said in the past and saying they're true while also making sure that he says that he doesn't condone like all this Sandy Hook stuff. And look, we're not this podcast that tries to get into these things, but this is a serious conversation you have to have yes. when you cover basketball. Um, this is a guy who has literally eight people courtside last night in Brooklyn with fight anti-Semitism shirts and yarmulkes on. And it's and, only going to get worse. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching, I was watching the Bulls Nets game tonight for a little bit. Every time he touched the ball, I don't know where it was coming from. It wasn't courtside, but there were fans chanting about all the things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for once, like Kevin Durant's the guy that's just like got his arms crossed like. <laughs> well, <you> know, like <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> and we all bash Kevin. Like Kevin Durant don't want to sit. Kevin Durant always wants to trade. Kevin Durant always wants out. Now we kind of look like the bad guy because Kevin Durant was actually right. Like he, <laughs> yeah, I think he knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, yeah, he he seen what's he seen what's going on, and also like here's the other thing. I think Steve Nash has what two more years on his contract. What do they owe him? Sixteen million dollars. Oh, He's one of the. He's one of the highest paid guys in in sports right now in terms of coaching. And they are going to pay him that much to walk away from the organization. But, you know, I don't know. Like, you wonder how that went down. Did they fire him because of the because of the record? Or did he go to management and say, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, um, the other part of that is – the other part of that that's really fa- fascinating is – we already, you know, talked about the Yudoka stuff, but like the fact that the Celtics were just like, okay, like yeah, they didn't even, we don't bat, even they didn't even bat an eye. Like, we don't even want fine. the second round pick. We don't want to make a trade. Just you can have them. We'll go. Well, I mean, we'll, you, but we'll you, got, you got you got to think about how awkward that would be next year after his suspension is over to come back and actually coach that team. I mean, it would yeah, be really, be really, really awkward. awkward. Everybody's gonna be hiding their wives. They should have just. <laughs> Yeah, lock up your lock up your wives. Adoka's in the house. (laughs) Yeah, hey, he's like, I'm gonna move on with Shaker, baby. Let's get let's get it popping. You put me in Brooklyn. Oh man, let's get to Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Watch out, Jay Z. (laughs) Jay Z tells Beyonce she's not allowed to sit courtside. Yeah, she can't. No more courtside tickets. (laughs) We'll be in the box. You watch from from the box, son. I mean, I mean, I don't know where this, I mean, like I said, this, this team is, has been, it's been rocky for a really long time, but the stuff that they're, it's going on right now with this team, the Ben Simmons trade has been a complete and utter disaster at this point. You can't, yeah. you can't tell me that, that. Shoot it, Harden, man. Yeah. They like, are, they're yelling at him on the court to shoot the basketball. Oh I mean, my I, god! I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched a game with them the the other night. It was uh, the Mavericks were playing the Nets, and Ben Simmons made a a huge play at the end of the of regulation. He steals the ball from from Luca, takes the ball. Now, if we're going back four years ago. Ben Simmons is going full steam ahead and dunking the basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like he's going full steam. 
he stops at the free throw line. And like Kevin Durant knows, he knows that he's not going <laughs> to shoot the ball. So he's just waiting. So he goes full steam ahead, grabs it, and then dunks it. But it's yeah. like the fact that he is so mentally broken over free throws and that he he would – he is he's he is six foot ten. He is a steamroller walking – and he's fast. Mm-hmm. And he's a good dunker. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something he usually didn't miss before. Mm-mm. Completely deferring to Kevin Durant in a situation where he could have just steamrolled it because he is still so afraid of getting fouled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that Windhorse was like, Windhorse was like, yeah, he is literally like, there are many scouts that are like, tell me that, they're, that he's afraid to be fouled. They fully believe he's afraid to be fouled. And like, it mm-hmm. shows. It totally shows. And like, oh. You know, and and I and I don't know why, I don't know why. Like he, it's it's just, I don't know how you go from being second def, on the defensive player of the year ballad to what he has become. Yeah, yeah, it, it's I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing, it's amazing. I mean, I've he is good. He is going to go down as one of the most frustrating former All Stars of all time. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what I mean. People talk about Nick Anderson's free throw phobia, you yeah. know, and how it it messed up his career and everything. But like, we look back at, at Nick Anderson, and Nick Anderson had a great NBA career, you know, and he finished it out and everything. And and yeah, he didn't want to. He he sucked from the free throw line, but you know, that's not the only thing we remember about Nick Anderson. Like right. Ben Simmons is going to be remembered for passing up a wide open dunk not playing for an entire year and then getting traded and then pretty much doing the same thing all over again. Yep. And like, you know, you make the mention of like, like Penny Hardaway wasn't, wasn't like he just like quit playing basketball. Like he just couldn't anymore. Like if you wow. watch when he was playing for the Knicks, that's, he still gave it his all. That's, like, that's still, that's a totally different situation. Totally, totally different. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's apples and oranges, man. Yeah. That's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like those guys, like Tracy McGrady didn't quit. Like he just like, yeah, his knees just like you just gave could, up yeah, on your him. knees just gave up. Yeah, that's there's a difference. Ben Simmons is completely healthy. Um, you know, there's 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 nothing wrong with him physically. Um, he just for for some odd reason he has gotten this in his head that he can't he can't make free throws or he can't do whatever. Um, you know, and and not to make you know, of course, not making light of mental health at all. No, but there all. is something there is there is something there some kind of mental block where he just can't do it anymore. Which you know to see a guy that big and that athletic go from like you said, Sean, to, from being an all star, uh, a guy that you know w- was helping to lead he was a team all to, NBA. Yeah, I mean he was a yeah. he was he was legit a top twenty player in the league. To I mean he doesn't even want the ball like. Doesn't want to touch. He no. would much rather just go out there and set screens all day. As long as nobody yeah. fouls him, he's good. Like, it's weird. Yeah, and if that's the game he wants to play, then if I'm the Nets, I'm like, fine. You know who will do that for way cheaper? Boogie Cousins. All right. Yep. He does. Yep. I'll just go get him. He played pretty yep. well for Denver last year. Like, yep. he'll set screens, and I don't he'll have to pay screens. him. I don't have to pay and him he'll make free throws. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll yep. put Boogie Cousins on here. He'll play. He's played with Durant before. 
Yep. He's won a gold medal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving before. So, yep. Yep. We'll roll with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just unbelievable. So, you know, I feel like at this point, and we've all, we've kind of touched on this, and I'm just trying to keep this conversation going because it's, you know, huge, huge conversation. But at this point, if you're the Nets, like, I feel like your conversation has to be, well, you know, it's it's time to just kind of blow it up. This failed. Just blew up in our faces. Um, yep. And I don't necessarily know if you're going to get someone to trade for Kyrie Irving right now because of everything going oh. on. And I, I certainly would not no. want him on my franchise. Like, I, I'm a no, quasi Kyrie, I, Kyrie will be stuck. He'll be stuck like John Wall was in Houston. I mean, that's yeah. That's where he'll be. I, like, I don't. Like, nobody's going to touch him. Yeah. But like, you I'm can't a quasi get Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and I don't want him on the Lakers. Yeah, and, and I, I love the Lakers. Well, and I, I love the Lakers. And 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 you got to look at somebody like like LeBron James, whose whose brand means everything to him. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't see him wanting to be even associated with that anymore. No, no I like, totally I agree. Yeah, like I, I think, think at the that, beginning of the season he he would have taken a yeah. waiver, but now I I I don't think he would touch him. No, no. I agree. I think like. You know, you heard those conversations, those rumblings about Terry Rozier. Like, I think that was more like, all right, you know, like all this is going on here. We know this guy's at least going to show up and not ruffle any feathers and piss people off. And if it is, yep. it's on the court. Like, so. Yep. Which you yeah. can deal with that. Right. Exactly. Uh, man, this is just unbelievable. I can't believe this is a real thing that we're having this conversation. Guys, let's just reiterate. <laughs> Ime Yudoka. Ime Yudoka. Yeah. Who- He's yep. going to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets who have Kyrie Irving on the team who is literally met everyone in the world dislikes right now. Like Kyrie Irving and Kanye West just deserve each other, man. Like those yeah. two and Antonio <laughs> Brown, they're all just perfect for each other. Um, and so, yeah. Kevin Durant, who asked for a trade and is now kind of like, you know, you guys said I was the jerk. I was the bad guy here. Maybe I really wasn't the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And of course, now Ben Simmons. And like after that, though, it's like they have really likable guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always going to go to bat for my guy Edmund Sumner. He's played really well in his role for the yes. Nets. Yep. Um, TJ Warren should be back for them fairly soon, from what I understand. In the next couple of months, Claxton's played well for them too. He's been yeah, yeah. I know Ben. I played against you in fantasy basketball this week, and you picked my ass. <laughs> With yeah, Kevin Durant and Nick Claxton. Yeah, he's been yeah, he's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ben's up 160 points on me on a week long league after Monday. Wow. Yeah. So that's great. Really, really love that. Really love that. <laughs> really happy for you, Ben. I mean, your team is called the Rebuilders. So I mean Yeah, it is. Know. Yeah. You're trying to you're, 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 right. you're playing the hey, you're playing a long game, baby. You're playing a long game. Yeah, maybe one of these days I'll actually be able to get good players. So, <laughs> like Brandon Ingram, I'm all excited. He comes out to start the year. He's like hitting everything. I'm like, this is great concussion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, uh, Jabari Smith, like he's been really fun, young rookie guy for the Rockets. Meh. Yeah. Actually, did you guys watch any of the Rockets uh, Clippers game last night? I did not. Blown away how the Rockets gave the Clippers everything they had. And literally, if Paul George doesn't go crazy, the Rockets probably won that game. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like, I was just so impressed with their young core of guys. They got a, playing they really got a fun team. They, they do, do man. Team. I like their team a lot. Yeah, so uh, do I. 
there's so, a couple of teams like that that are out there like that. Like the you Pacers, talk about those young team. The Pacers are one. The Rockets are one. Uh, you know, Orlando's still bad, but you know, benchero has been he's awesome. He's, he's been so phenomenal. Good. Yeah. I mean, so there's there's a lot of young young talent out there that's that's been balling. I think um, Orlando, like Jamal Mosley, I think he's like played NBA 2K in the past because I think it was Friday when they played Charlotte. He started bull bull at point guard. And I was like, oh, all yeah. right, this guy's played some NBA 2K in his day. Like, he, he knows, <laughs> like, and you know what, guys? Like, I hope everyone held on to their bull bull rookie cards because it's funny to look like, like he's got some stock. And uh-huh. I'm not like going to lie to you. I love it. I am so yeah. excited to see bull bull playing basketball, playing I decent agree. and also being like the biggest stretch five in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited. I really like that team a lot. All right. We got Josh coming in here. Josh. Hey, how are you? Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. We can. All right. So we just spent 20 minutes talking about the nets. Um, so if you want to just add anything real quick before we move to our next conversation, here's the moment to do so. It's probably good that I've missed that whole segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It, 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 It got a little bit hairy. You know what I mean? There may or may not have been some talk about uh, an adulterous coach. Um, you know, Kyrie. Alex Jones came up. In. Alex Jones. Um, you know, uh, Steve Nash being the happiest man in New York, probably in the <laughs> NBA. Uh, he just made some pickleball appointments because that's all he's going to be doing here for the next two years as he gets paid $16 million to sit there and do nothing. Yeah. Hey, and, man. Uh, I, all I'm going to say is, is that you know, when it all when, when this all came out in the beginning and KD was like, it's either me or him. Yeah. The moment the moment, That's the moment KD went back to the Nets, I knew it was a wrap for Steve Nash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, Sean Marks. He tried to get Sean Marks removed, too. So let's see if that happens. Um, all right, guys. So we kind of had a little bit of conversation a few minutes before Josh came in just about teams that we're really loving. And I want to kind of go through all of them. But I wanted to point out two teams in particular here. Uh, for the conversation, because as you know, I've been very excited about the Cleveland Cavaliers and the moves they've made and everything like that. But right now, currently in the NBA, there are only two teams in the whole league that are top 10 in the offenses and defensive efficiency. One of those so happens to be those Cleveland Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell playing out of his mind. By the way, for the first time since his second year in the league, Donovan Mitchell is currently rated as a plus defender, according to defensive blocks plus minus. And the Ooh. Phoenix Suns, who are actually the only team who are in the top five in offenses and defensive rating. Uh, the Cavaliers are third in defense, seventh in offense. And the Suns, I believe, are – I have the note up real quick. Uh, the Suns are currently number two in offense and number four in defense. So, look, we know the Bucks are still undefeated, have been outstanding. I mean, played mm-hmm. a great, great game last night against the Pistons team who fought, for it, fought with everything they had. Love that Pistons team. Love Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham. So fun. Mm-hmm. That's uh, another one. It's a young, fun team. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Tim, as you're talking about that? Um, Cleveland lost their very first game of the season, and uh, they lost by three. I don't remember what happened, but I remember watching that game like, man, Donovan Mitchell's here. Like, Cleveland's actually playing. And I, I went into that thinking that, that Cleveland was going to come out with the win, and then all of a sudden, you know, I kind of clicked back on the game and saw they were down. They're they're like a possession away from being undefeated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you and you know what the best thing was? Friday they played the Knicks. I mean Sunday they played the Knicks, who mm-hmm. we all knew for like months were like, we want Donovan Mitchell. We gotta get Donovan Mitchell. And they decided last minute, like, no, we're out. We're going to let the Cavaliers have it. We're not going to make a fight at it. And he just kicked their ass all over the court. And they were like, you know, that there was someone there in the front office. I was like, damn. So, and you know, and you know, Donovan Mitchell, part of him wanted to be in Madison Square. Oh, Gardens. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He did. He was not secret about it either. Yeah. Like, he was on Woj. Get me and- there. Yeah, he was on Woj. Like, I thought for sure I was going to be a Nick. Like, I yeah. thought for sure I was going to the Knicks. Um, so, real quick with these two teams, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of out on the Suns as far as not necessarily thinking they were, weren't a good basketball team. But with all the DeAndre Ayton drama and just kind of like what Golden State was able to do, the teams in the West that really got better, I think a lot of teams were really concerned about the Suns. Um, a lot of fans were kind of counting them out. And, you know, with Cleveland – I think not us, but there's a lot of national people out there who are like, yeah, like they did a lot of great additions to their roster, but are they good better than this team and that team? And there's a lot of people who were like, again, not us because we're smart, that said they would rather be the <laughs> Hawks and the Cavaliers. And Sean and I were like, You're insane. No, uh, the the Cavs, the Cavs are so, so deep right now. They are so deep. They have so many weapons. And if you are any team in the East right now, you got to be praying that you're not, you know, matching up with them in the first round of the playoffs right mm-hmm. now, because they are going to make some noise this year. Like they're like, I am very, very high on this team this year. I think they're going to be, I think they are going to be really, really good during the season. And I think they're going to be able to carry it into the postseason. Now, Suns. Usually a pretty great regular season team. They got to prove it in the playoffs this year. I'm not buying any stock in Phoenix until I see them in the playoffs. That's fair. That's totally fair. I um, I think for me, like, I think it would be pretty cool. It's cool to see the Cavs do this without LeBron, right? Like, it's cool that, like, finally yes. the post-LeBron yes. era, there's something to be excited mm-hmm. about with this franchise. And I think that's great. And also, on top of how well they're playing, they've been without Darius Garland for a week. Like, mm-hmm. he yeah. hurt his eye. Yeah. Uh, he's been wearing the Amari Stoudemire goggles in practice. I think he was a full participant in practice today, from what I, if I read that correctly. So they're counting on him being back soon. But I legitimately have said that I think the Cavs could be that team that kind of takes that, that quick step, right? Like the Nuggets or yeah. the Hawks in the, in the past. And I, I think right now you're really seeing that. Evan Mobley has been freaking tremendous like jared allen has played limited minutes with injury um you know they're relying, they're relying on guys like dean wade kevin mm-hmm. love old man gray-haired kevin love out there getting yep. 26 the other day yeah. i love this team i love yeah. watching them play well i think that's what we've talked about all along right with, with got with teams that are contenders they have everything that you look for right so they've got it they've got a superstar uh they've got a, a young front court uh, with Allen and Mobley, uh, they have a deep bench. When you've got guys like Kevin Love, Seti Osman, um, Okoro, you got guys like that coming off your bench. Uh, so you've got a yeah. I mean, you got a deep bench. You've got a superstar. You've got guys that'll do dirty work. You've got a, you know you have a really good front court. Um, you got Garland, who once he gets healthy, will be in your back court. I mean, you've got they've got all the ingredients 
of being a really, really good basketball team. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me they are where they are because Donovan Mitchell, I believe, uh, we've all talked about it. Like he's that, he's that next guy, right? Like he's the guy that going into the season where we're like, man, that dude's got it. So now you have you have a guy like that, and then all you then you put all those pieces around him. Um, like Cleveland is going to make some noise. Um, and I, Sean, I definitely agree with you. Any team in the East that gets matched up against Cleveland is going to be a nervous wreck because that team is dangerous. And they're going to be buyers. I know that. I know that. I know that we're only six, seven games in, but um, I kind of want you guys to look at his trend last year and his trend this year. So he finished the season last year at 25.9 points per game. So 26. um, He was shooting 45% from the floor and 35% from three, you know, so not bad for a shooting guard. You know, he shoots high volume. Um, yeah. I get it. But this year, he's 32 points per game, also averaging almost seven and a half assists, shooting splits of um, 45% from three-point range and 50% from the floor. Mm. So yeah. not only not only is he scoring more, um, he's, he's a little – he's more efficient. And um, I think that has a lot to do with the guys that are on the floor with him. We talked about how we felt like him and Rudy just didn't mesh because, you know, Donovan's a slasher. He likes to get to the basket. Rudy was in the middle all the time, didn't want to get out. Um, Cleveland doesn't really have a guy that's in the middle. Like even Mobley can step out of the paint and hit some knockdown mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. So it gives him it gives him lanes to, to drive. He can dish if he gets stuck. Um, and he looks like he's just playing a lot more free and uh, Cleveland so far than what he ever did in, in Utah. I think what I really love about, and I don't know how many Cavs games you guys have been able to watch. Um, remember my wife's family is from Cleveland. So they text me about it all. So I have fun talking with them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like on the break. They don't really necessarily use Mitchell as their point guard, but in the half court, he's kind of their point guard. And I think when Garland comes back, you can still do that, especially with Garland's scoring ability. Um, you look at right now what you know we think Atlanta uh, should be with Murray and Trey Young, and Trey Young still is god terrible at playing defense. Last night he just got destroyed and like literally put no effort in against Toronto. It was really irritating, honestly. Um, but like you know when he comes when Garland is back, like I really feel like in the half court. Like, I think the Bulls do it too. If you watch them in the half court, Demar Derozan's the point guard, and yeah. I really like what they do with that. And I think that with Cleveland, you can still do that. You know, Josh, you mentioned, you know, Mobley has this ability to step out. There were stretches in his rookie year. He was playing the two. Like, we just talked about Bull Bull playing the one for Orlando. Like, Evan Mobley, pretty close in stature to Bull Bull. Obviously, a much better basketball player. Um, So, there's a lot of really fun things this team can do. And I just wanted to point that. And look. If you look at the past history, as long as you're top 10 in offense or defense, you're a pretty good title contender, except for this year's Lakers. Uh, they're the number two defense in the league right now, but they're the 30th offense. We'll get to them later, obviously, like we do every episode, because what else is there to talk about? Um, but you just, shot, oh, you just shocked me with that one, Tim. Yeah. We'll get to it later, but that one, that one hit me. Oof. Yeah, number two defense in the league. <laughs> She, be, I mean, if wow. you've watched them play, their defense is actually really good. Their defense like, is awesome. Their defense is super 
did. And we're going to get to that. Hold, hold, yeah, hold, we'll get okay. there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, but I want to kind of talk about a few other t- uh, trends and conversations we're having before we get to uh, some somber news in uh, Los Angeles and not about the Lakers. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but, uh, Ben. Yeah. I love Ben Matherin. Absolutely oh, love him. Dude. Loved him at Arizona. Love him even more in the NBA. Yeah. Dude, he's he has been everything is advertised. Um, I know that when we talked about it, when they drafted him, we were, you know, uh, we were excited about about him playing there. But man, he he has made an instant impact. Um, you know, he, his scoring ability, um, the things he's able to do offensively. Um, like I talked to you guys before, like I I, I love this young Pacer team. Um, they're not going to get many wins, but man, they have played. Uh, they play well, and I and I like that. I like this young core um, that Carlisle has now uh, with this Pacer team. So um, it, it, it's been it's been fun to watch. Like I said, we knew going into it that that the point or you know the wins would be limited just because we're so young uh, in spots. Uh, but man, it, it's been fun to watch them uh, kind of grow and watch those young guys play. It's been really cool. Did you love? Um, I I laughed my ass off at this. So Miles Turner was on the Woj Pod this week, and mm-hmm. he does a conversation where Woj asks him like, "If you're the Lakers, do you make the move?" And he's like, "If I'm the Lakers, I really think about trading for me with my defensive ability, my rim protecting, my ability to shoot threes, which is not wrong." <laughs> yeah. But today, he has an interview with the Pacers where he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I think I could really fit in in a rebuild with Mathurin and Halliburton." It was like. PR got to you, didn't they? PR yep, they sure did. You <laughs> already know. <laughs> On our group text, you heard me. If it's if it wasn't for Banchero, like Matherin's going might be rookie of the year. Like he's Dude, and they're bringing him off the tremendous. bench, and he's like coming in. And I remember them them interviewing him, and he said that he thought he was the best player in the draft. I know a lot yeah. of guys say that, but like you could tell when he said it that he meant it. Like he meant that he thought yeah. that he actually thought that. Yeah, I just I mean I, I really just I, I mean. He's he's played really well. At, um, and Halliburton, God, I love Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, man. He's yeah. Just Duarte. Been, he's been in, yeah, Duarte. Buddy got- Hill's been been good. I I just like I I just like their team. I wish I do wish though that we would go ahead and move Miles Turner and go ahead and do the complete rebuild. I mean, rip, rip I like the bandaid off. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and rip the bandaid. You're right, Sean. Just rip the bandaid off. Go ahead and trade him. Either get get picks or or another young player prospect. I, I would I you know I would I would like that and go ahead and get your get our rebuild fully done. Uh, not a not a hate on Miles Turner. I mean he's been great for the for the franchise, but but yeah, if we're gonna do it, let's go ahead and get him moved. Uh, get another Rick Carlisle guy in here and let's and let's really start making that move towards rebuilding. I know when we were doing our fantasy draft, Tim had me all super hyped, man, about Halliburton being the first pick because we have keepers and. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be an easy pick, an easy pick, an easy pick. And then we get to the draft and like he's not even on the board. And I was like, man, what's going on? Like Halliburton's yeah, supposed Donnie. to be the first pick. And I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah, then you took my guy and we were we aren't <laughs> friends anymore because of it. <laughs> um, who, yeah. who did you take? Who did you take from him, Josh? Uh, Paolo. I, I, I took Paolo. Paolo. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Still Still upset about it, but I still like you. So um, <laughs> I won't withhold your sweet pullover from Queen City Apparel. Don't worry. Tell you what, it actually looks good on screen, man. Yeah, it it's short sleeve too, so that part's kind of awesome. nice. So it's like a shooting shirt, basically. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So I just kind of thought about this. I want to keep this conversation going because these are teams we've talked about before we get into more com- uh, the bigger topics. So Sean, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Sixers and we went full on believe this is a good team. I still, still am buying my Sixers stock. Still really believe in them. Yeah. Um, but if you remember, I asked you, I said, do you think we'll get to a point where Tyrese, I said, is Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, a Tyrese Maxey, ooh, take a drink, Tim. Is Tyrese Maxey the second best player <laughs> in the Sixers? And you said, not yet. Do you believe he is now? Because I think he is. Uh, <laughs> he is. Uh, okay. He is. I'm, I'm not going to give him that yet. We're, we're, we're close. We're very close. Dude, he's shooting 45% from three. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of... The the Philadelphia the Philadelphia 76ers, just like a lot of teams right now, are just kind of a roller coaster. I think they have another move in them. I think oh. they're gonna get dude. Oh. oh they're gonna yeah. They're gonna they make could, something else. They should they should just trade, you know, James Harden for Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking Let's like do it. Jordan, I was Let's more thinking it. like getting Jordan Clarkson from Utah, but yeah, that works too. Ooh, yeah, Jordan I, Clarkson. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, Clarkson. Clarkson's going back to Clarkson's going back to LA. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. With uh, Kyrie? <laughs> no, no. We you no. missed that conversation. No, we, no. We went through that. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be on an island by himself. Yeah, Kyrie is an island among himself. <laughs> He's going to be like nobody Nike... messes with the Kyrie. Kyrie is a dumpster <laughs> fire right now. Yeah. Yes, he is. It, yeah, he's gonna be on the nets all alone. <laughs> you know who's not a dumpster fire right now? Lori freaking Markinen. Yeah. Oh my Sean god. Sean and I talked about that last week. <laughs> yeah, we, we were like, it was it's real nice that you know things are working out for him now. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's right? figured it out now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't 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 get too hyped, uh, Jazz fans. He's gonna slip on his sock or something, and then he's gonna be out for like three months. So have fun. I look enjoy it, enjoy it while you can. And I'm not Boy, I'm not in first team All NBA. I'm not I'm not you know late. Buy it, I mean, Sean. I, Buy it, Sean. First team All NBA. Lori Martin. No, Utah, Utah, no, Utah, no. Utah, Portland Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Shaden Sharp is tremendous, by the way. I am. I knew he was good from his high school stuff, but obviously, like the whole Kentucky thing, I was like, I don't know if it's gonna like his body's gonna be ready for the NBA. I was a fool. He is tremendous. I freaking love him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a lot of fun. So, I don't know, Josh. Any team you particularly want to mention some trends about before we move to our next topic, or you want to go ahead and go to topic three? Uh, no, not unless you guys want to talk kind of off topic of um, basketball and talk about that Halloween night, uh, Monday night football game. <laughs> <laughs> We're good, bud. We're good. Yeah. Next segment. <laughs> this, is an NBA, this is an NBA podcast, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you guys look against the Eagles, by the way? So, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. All right, talk about people who know show. Um, <laughs> See how I led into that? Nice. That's a nice transition. Notice in my headline, I said he is still hurt. 
Oh, no, no, no. Too quick, too quick, too quick. Oh, yeah, go away. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. So Kawhi Leonard is now going to miss seven of the first nine games for the Clippers this year because mm. he's not going on the Texas road trip. Mm-mm. Kawhi Leonard has now missed 111 Clippers games, counting these seven of nine. The two games he did play, he came off the bench and like looked so-so. Let's be honest here. Um, and I know that someone is going to be like, well, you know, they just want to have him for the playoffs. Like if I'm paying somebody $200 million, he's playing. They're not so, going to make, they're not going to make the playoffs. The way dude, <laughs> if Paul, Paul George has got to be like 2017 LeBron right now. Like, yes. That's how yes. We're he winning does. Games. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine, but he's going to run out of steam at some point. Like yes. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't put stock in Paul George to carry the Clippers the entire season. I just don't. He's a great basketball player. He's so good and he cares and you know, he's a great player, but I just, I don't see it, man. Guys, yeah, he's, uh, he's got his 15 this, games. Yeah. He's got his 15 games. He's going to miss at some point. Yep. You know? Yeah. And this story has been seen before. Um, unfortunately, because Kawhi Leonard is a, is a wonderful talent. But his knee is shot. Um, yeah, I mean it, and, and I hate to I hate to say that, and I hate to hear that, but his 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 knee's shot. So, um, I agree. He will play. He'll play forty games. Um, Paul George will play probably seventy sixty five. Um, they'll finish. You know, they'll finish probably in the eight or nine spot, the play in spot. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think that. I think that we're at a spot here where we've got to come to the realization that that Kawhi's knee is shot and and they've got to they've got to try to juice as much out of that guy because you're paying him a whole lot of money um, and you got to try to get as much out of him as you can and the only way you can do that is to pray you make the playoff with the guys you have and play Kawhi like 45 games and then hopefully he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs. You didn't and know oh, that by the way, already. By the way, I already said I said this all the whole season. John Wall has sucked. He has legitimately sucked. So I told everyone that what happened. Everyone's like, no, but the Clippers are so talented. Like, no, he has sucked. All right, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> oh no. I, so so you know, kind of what you guys see with with Kawhi right now, um, not being able to get back on the court. We we all know that rehabbing and then getting out on the floor and playing NBA game speed basketball are two totally different things. For sure. Um, I also think we're kind of seeing a little bit of a regression right now with Clay Thompson as well. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. with, you know, he went through that. He went through a season. He came back. He was kind of hype. Maybe some adrenaline pushed him through. And now he's struggling a little bit. I truly believe that those injuries like that, you know, especially in basketball, um, you know, the, you're on the, you're on the hard war, you're on the hardwood, the wear and tear on the knee. It's a lot different than football or some of these other sports. I really think that like your knees take the most of the pounding in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it's, I don't think that he's done. I don't think Kawhi's done. I think that he needs probably this year, um, to get out on the floor and try to get his legs back underneath him before we ever see any type of what we think he's going to be. I think that's what we're seeing with Clay right now. I think Clay got out on the floor last year. He played, I don't know, half a season maybe, um, maybe a little less. Um, played in the playoffs. You could start to see it. Um, I think it's the same with John Wall. I know John Wall was sitting. 
Um, I think it's going to take a while for him to get his legs back underneath him. I, I compare this very similar to. He doesn't have any legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weird. Very <laughs> nice. Going to be a weird comparison. Uh, was... It's going to be a weird comparison <laughs> because this guy was not hurt. But remember when when MJ yeah. came back and he played those last seventeen games of the season and then went into the playoffs and. We were like, man, MJ's back. Bulls are about to, you know, go for another title. And then they ran into that Orlando series, and we just watched his legs kind of give out from underneath him. Um, I think with with these guys, it's going to take them a lot longer to get their legs underneath them. I really do. I'm not giving up on Kawhi yet. I'm not giving up on John Wall yet. I really think that those guys just need to be out there. They need to get their legs underneath them. They need to play some games. They need to strengthen up their their legs and get a little bit of the endurance in there in order to see what they can or can't do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I and I understand that um, to okay. an extent, but man, I I just think that Kawhi has been out. He missed what he missed all of last season, all of last year. So he and missed he all of last the playoffs year. and then missed all of last year. And and now he's he's. Like you had a whole year to rehab, you had a, a whole summer to continue to rehab, and and your body's not responding. Like, and I get it. Like the Michael Jordan thing, I understand that, and he wasn't hurt, and he had to get his legs underneath of him. But if Jordan had been training in basketball and not playing baseball that whole year, it and then he was like, "Oh man, now I can't play these last games." Then it would be a little bit different, but Kawhi has been Kawhi has been training and been out for a year plus. Yeah, there's yeah. only so been there's only been but one now guy. He can't even stand on that. He can't. He came off the bench and still is missing seven of nine games and doesn't go on a road trip already. It, you know, they're seven games in. Like yeah, I, maybe, I think maybe he wasn't doesn't go back to back. San Antonio. Yeah, to not go back to San Antonio. Yeah, no vengeful. He's like Carson Wentzing right now, where Carson Wentz is out for the Eagles and Colts games for the Commanders. Like, I, re- I really want you all to think about this. So, so ACL tears in basketball, Achilles tears in basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, Remember, I get it. Two guys. There's two guys I can think of off the top of my head that, that I've ever seen come back from these injuries and even be their old self or just a remotely a part of what they used to be. Dominique. When he came back back in the nineties, yep. when he got hurt, and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and That's nobody, it. nobody else, yeah, nobody else. And yeah. then I was actually going to throw you as like I wanted to use this as an analogy. Remember last year when Saquon Barkley came back after he tore his mm-hmm. ACL? Think about how he was last year. He had that whole season, and he was like, I, it was almost like he didn't trust himself, and he was like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not myself. Like I, I need to. And then look at him this year, and that's kind of what yeah. I'm kind of looking at. I'm like, look at him now this year. He, he, he's the guy that we used to see his rookie year before he got hurt. And and like I said, I don't want to give up on the guys yet. I, I, maybe Kawhi came back too early. Maybe he wasn't ready. I would be more lenient towards Kawhi if it wasn't the fact that, like, you know, he had the year with San Antonio where he only played nine games. The year Was with that the, the Raptors, same leg? Yeah. That year with the Raptors, he only played, like, 50 games. I mean, I know they won the title and everything, but, like, it wasn't like he was fully healthy, like, fully available all the time. But and he was, he was hurting. No, no. He was, he was hurting the finals. Yeah, he was hurting the finals. And like, you know, still won MVP and was awesome. That's in what the they tell us. Uh, they tell us he was hurt. Right. But like, 
yeah, I just, I don't, I, it's hard, man. Like, it's just hard because of everything. And like, I went Ben. I loved, I don't know if there was a better two-way player in that stretch that he was mm-hmm. like perfectly no. healthy than him. There was just nothing like what he was able to do. Just like mm-hmm. that steal he got off Jimmy Butler, where he's like not even paying attention to the ball and just snags it like on a bounce pass was amazing. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, Butler might be the closest to him, honestly, as far as two way, just insane intensity. Yeah. Like, um, but you know who has been relished actually surprisingly well in their role off the bench? <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine. We'll talk about it. Russell Westbrook <laughs> has like it's fine. actually it's fine. Russell Westbrook has actually been good so much that Sunday he got a standing ovation by the Crypto Arena faithful. Like literally, they were like, "All right, man, this is cool." Um, so I mentioned earlier, you know, obviously everything about the Los Angeles Lakers struggles have been there. Um, Josh and I talked, pantered about it back and forth. This team is really, really good defensively. Um, really, yeah, good. I was like, shocked by that stat, Tim. I really, yeah, like they're the number two defensive team in the league right now. Um, which is wild. not right behind Milwaukee, who is undefeated. Um, but they're that the old, literally, they're the only team in the NBA offensively that their offensive rating is not is not triple digits. Like, that's that's how rough it's wow. Been. Um, and you know, like they played tremendous against Denver. Like, I don't know what just clicked that night for them. I don't mm-hmm. think they have many of those games in them by any means. But what Russ was able to do in that game was great coming off the bench. Eight of 16, hit a couple threes, um, 18 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. You know, kind of like what you want to see from him in a nutshell. And only playing 32 minutes to like had like less time to have stupid, stupid plays and just looked mm-hmm. quicker off the bench and looked more rested. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm like here going to be like Russell Westbrook, sixth man of the year, but we got to give credit where credit's due. We're pretty quick to terrorize and like talk bad about what he's done um, mm-hmm. in LA. So like, I think he kind of deserves some credit Man, for look, what he's been able to do. The the only way I can describe the Lakers and I, I, for, for those out there who, who like these moments in movies, the only way I can describe the Lakers shooting is Philip Seymour Hoffman and along came Pauly. Um, <laughs> when he's, when he's, <laughs> when he's out wow. there with Ben Stiller, and he's like, let it rain. And like, that's literally how they're shooting right now. Um, and they were good. They were better this last game. Um, I think they shot 30-something percent from three-point range. Uh, but before that, I mean, dude, they they couldn't hit. I, I don't even know how to explain how bad they were shooting. I mean. Um, 26% from three as a team. Well, yeah, I'm saying, uh. like, as a team, it was like when they shot it, like, you just knew it wasn't going in, like. You were like, well, that's not going in. Like, you're not even like even hopeful that it's going to go in. Like, that's how bad they were shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, now now it seems like they're starting to knock a couple shots down. And um, you know, they beat a good Denver Nuggets team to get their first win. And I was watching that game, and Denver was up on them for a while. And the Lakers kind of hit the switch, and they went back. But they went back to playing the style of ball that they did when they was in the bubble. Like AD started bodying people in the lane, and he was Love down it. low, and he was doing stuff, and. And like you said, Russ came off the bench and still played 31 minutes. If you can still get your minutes coming off the bench and your role's different and you're in there at different times of the game and you let him do what he do it, it worked. So, like, Ham said he was going to do that from the get-go and yet didn't do it, and then he finally did it six games in, and you see the result, and you're like, well, maybe you guys should have did that from day one. 
Here's yeah. what's like really funny. So if you look at the box score from that game compared to the first five or so games, um, they a thousand percent treated that like a playoff game. They were like shrunk their rotation to seven guys and were like, we're playing with these guys. Like Kendrick Nunn played three minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Damian Jones played like two minutes, but it was minus six and two minutes. That's amazing. Um, mm. Like they were like, and like, they were like, all right, AD, you're, you're going to play the five. You're going to be the guy that's on Jokic and we're going to win this way. And I know AD's kind of gotten some shit from like Stephen A. Smith from people, but honestly, I've liked how he's played this year. I haven't liked the three-point shooting, obviously, but, you know, he's been really good attacking the rim. He's getting rebounds. He's blocking shots. Like, he looks like what you want him to be yeah, 10 and years into his career. And that's what he needs to be right now. And but the biggest, you know, and, and, and I'm going to harp on it, and we're going to go back. The biggest thing for him is going to be just staying on the court. If he can just stay on the court and do his thing, they're going to be in great shape. I mean, they'll be not in great shape, but they're going to be in some – sort of serviceable shape where they'll actually be competitive. But without him, I, I don't see them doing it. Anything. Yeah, I agree. And um, I will ask this about Russ. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit about, you know, there's no way anyone's going to trade for him. And I'm still kind of in that boat. But seeing him play this role that he's played these last couple of games where, you know, I know they lost to Minnesota and his shooting numbers weren't that good. But if you watch the game, like, he was really good in in, the, in crunch time. He was guarding Anthony Edwards at stretches down this uh, at the end of the game, um, and not bad either. But like, if you're a team and you you know, are you more okay seeing him strive in this role, potentially taking on that chance on an expiring contract? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I uh... yeah, it's a weird question. That is a weird it, question. It's tough. I'm kind of dumbfounded by it. Um, I don't know. I I think Sean, at this point... Sean had to take off the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it, got, hey, it got real serious. It got real. It just got real. <laughs> I don't think anybody is untradeable this season besides Kyrie Irving. And I typically wouldn't even say Kyrie Irving is untradeable, but I, I do actually think he's untradeable right now. Russell uh, Westbrook LeBron. is still worth something. So what? Oh, well, LeBron yeah. cannot be traded. Hey, but that's that's a different situation. That's a different in the, situation. In the, words, in the words of the great poet, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a price. No, no, literally. With the extension, he literally they literally they, 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 they can't trade him. They can't trade him. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's what he's saying. But that's but I'm saying anybody. There is besides somebody who cannot be traded because of 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 a new contract because of of that terminology. But anyone can get traded in the NBA. Typically, you know. I mean, do you remember when Gilbert Arenas had the yeah. gun thing, and everybody's like, he's and his his contract at the time was just astronomical. It was crazy, and they're like, it's untradeable, and he got traded to Orlando. Everybody thought he was untradeable. And it was, I, I don't think Russell Westbrook is untradeable by any stretch. He's expiring. You're going to get some draft picks for it. You know, I, I, you know, and there's a lot of rumors of where he could end up. He's definitely not ending up out in Brooklyn. I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's happening. But, you know, uh, a team who's maybe collecting some assets, 
like one, you know, controlled by a by a by a former Boston Celtic GM. <laughs> I could see him being very interested in something like that. Or or and here's a fun one. The Oklahoma City Thunder. That that's where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun one. It's a fun one. And I don't know what you do at the end of the season after he goes back cuz it's they they can kind of sell it as a homecoming for a little while. I mean, no one's going to care. They're completely in tank mode right now and give me all your draft picks. And I don't blame them. They have the biggest prospect out there floating around this, you know, this off season. So, you know, I don't know. I, if I, if I were a betting man, I really do feel like Russell Westbrook, even, even with his recent change in play, I, I feel like this is a blip and we're going to be looking back on this in a couple of weeks, Tim, and we're going to be like, yep, he's got to go. I kind of oh, wish he never would have sure. left Washington. Oh yeah. 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 He was, he was kind of fun there. Yeah, he, you was. Know? he was. He was. Yeah. He was killing it over there, man. But look, so, I, know, but, I know that um, it's six games. I know it's a small sample size and I'm not, I, th- this can get changed at the drop of a dime. I mean, it really can, but the other side of this is, you know, talking about LeBron, there's some things that I've seen, you know, these last, you know, four or five games, it's kind of been alarming. Um, and, and a lot of that is, is his, his shooting and his play. So he's shooting the most shot attempts he's ever shot in his career. Um, wow. He's, he's shooting 22 shots a game. He's shooting the lowest field goal percentage that he's shot since his rookie year. Um, and he's turning the ball over at the highest clip that he ever has in his career. Now he's still averaging 25, almost 26 points a game, but at his age right now, playing the minutes that he's playing, all right, he's playing 36 minutes a game. Like how long can LeBron sustain the, what we, what we've been known to see his efficiency of his career? Cause right now, what I feel like we got right now is the high volume LeBron and he doesn't, he's not a high volume guy. And his high volume is showing us that when you put the ball in his hands at that much and you ask him to do that and, and try to score that much with as many shots, like he can't do it at the, at the efficiency that he was doing it this whole career. Um, I agree. Yeah. And so that's got to change at some point. It's time that they finally say what they've been wanting to do for three years. It's time that they, you know, and I know this is health permitting, like Sean made the point earlier. It's time to run your offense through Anthony Davis. Like yep. it's just yeah. you're at that point now. Um, and that's not a dig on LeBron James. You know, I think he, even he has made conversations that like he's had. He's like, it's time we kind of make that transition. He was willing to do it for Kyrie in Cleveland before all that stuff fell apart. Um, so yeah, I I agree with you, Josh. Like it's and like I do think if they can get more shooters, like they've kind of been talked about like forever, um, that's gonna get better for them. Um, or that, or he's just in a hurry to break the scoring record. You know, that could be it too. Like just playing full on like uh, Antoine Davis of University of Detroit Mercy, just throwing 36 shots a game up um, is a possibility, get it, but get it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Antoine Davis uh, is on pace to potentially break Pete Maravich's all time scoring record at NCAA basketball this year. And he shoots every time he touches the ball at half court. So <laughs> if, go to the NKU Detroit Mercy game this year. You might see history. But here, but this is the, but this part, this is the bad part about it. 
is that, like you said, everybody's getting on AD. Like, he's shooting 54% from the field. Like, it's not yeah. like he's out there. I mean, granted, he's not shooting the three ball very well. But, like, it's but like he doesn't have to. Inside, you get him inside of three, he's money. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and, he's at, and he's almost 11 rebounds a game. So, you got a guy going 24 and 11, right? Like, it's time to take that and say, you know what? We can get more out of you. Let's go ahead and do that. And he's guarding. So, he guarded Jokic. He guarded Cat. Like, you know, probably tomorrow he's probably guarding Zion, right? You know, in that in the in the Pelicans game. Um yeah. so you know, he's kind of taking on the responsibility there. I think they win tomorrow, honestly. I think that without Brandon Ingram, I don't think New Orleans just has the same gear. So I think they might get two in a row. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So real quick before we get out of here, uh, I want to bring this up because I know we texted about it recently. Um the NBA.com, they do the ladder every week as far as like the award predictions. So right now they're MVP ladder to start the year. And a lot of names that we thought would be there, like Giannis and Luca, but how about Pascal Siakam and DeMar DeRozan being four and five? DeMar has been tremendous. Any questions about could he do it again? So far, he's answered the question. Um, Pascal Siakam has been unreal for Toronto, man. Like yeah. it, him and Scotty Barnes together really work they work really well together i was mm-hmm. kind of shocked by it uh shout out my guy christian coloco up there doing big things loved him in college so happy to see him doing well how does uh, how does toronto just always have a good roster every year man like they just get rid of guys and then like the next thing you know their roster is still good and then they get rid they of have, guys and then their roster is still good they have a great gm yeah and, and they they make smart free agency moves too like yeah. it's not like they just blow tons of money on people they just Get guys that just fit exactly what they need. I know for me, I wasn't on the pod. I didn't get to jump on the pod with you guys when you talked about this, and I, I texted it to you. But for me, and I know it's it's repetitive, but right now, like, I don't think anybody's playing better than Giannis. Yeah. I think Giannis, yeah. the first six games in, I mean, both sides of the floor, taking games over when he needs to. Um, I know they probably are like, we don't want to give it to Giannis. We don't want to give it to Joker. Like we want somebody else. That's probably why you see Josh sitting up there at number one right now, the NBA.com ladder. Um, oh yeah. He's more exciting. I don't, I don't know if anybody's playing better than Giannis right now. And if I did have to pick somebody else, it would be Luca. Yeah. Luca's yeah. been unreal. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to throw Paolo Bancaro in there. I think he's been pretty tremendous. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I love seeing what DeMar's doing. I mean, right now they were just down 13 in the third quarter and they're down, they're tied uh, with just about with Brooklyn. Actually, they just got down two. Uh, DeRozan's got 20 so far. Um, by the way, absolutely love what Ayo Dutsumu has done in the absence of Alonzo Ball. Just got to make sure I throw that. Any any Ayo praise, I have to make sure I get it out there before. Oh, we yeah. Close he's, the he's, been, he's been fantastic. I mean, they've been a, a very frustrating team for me. Uh, this year, I mean, so far it's, it's, it's been very frustrating, but he is, he has filled in nicely. So yeah, a couple other guys we need to mention. I don't think we can leave out. We already talked about Donovan Mitchell, but Jason Tatum and, um, Damian Lillard, um, how he's came back and just kind yeah, of sucks. He's hurt again. Up. He is. And, uh, Devin Booker, uh, the last, yeah. the last few games. Um, yeah, I think he's taking some stuff a little personal. And uh, you can see it. Um, definitely, guys that um, I feel that 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 could easily jump up in that mix, you know. And this will look a lot different halfway through the season, you know. Once we get you know 30, 40 games under the belt and kind of see where teams are going to be at. But um, 
you know, you you always got to throw guys up there. LeBron, I mean, I hate to say it, but like LeBron is still 28, 20, 26, 8 and 8. <laughs> um, KD is averaging, you know, 32 and and whatever out in Brooklyn. And like, there's always going to be those guys that are up there. But I think what we're starting to see is that that true passing of the torch of these younger guys starting to step up. And Sean it's and fun. I talked, we talked, Sean and I talked a lot about Jason Tatum and like, we feel like he took that step already um, to ascend yeah. towards that, that superstar status. And uh, he looks like he ain't playing no games in Boston. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mazzulla might really be the right guy for that job. Like he, he really might've unlocked even more of Jason Tatum. So mm-hmm. it's gotta be pretty impressive. There's a lot of people still thinks it's Brad Stevens calling the shots from the top. It probably is. Let's be real here. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think with that being said, we can wrap this up. I know we've gone pretty long here, but there was a lot to talk about. Um, really, really good episode. Had a lot of fun today. Thanks to everyone tuning in, whether you were on any of the socials, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Also, please take a moment with our brand new sexy ass logo that you see here in the corner, man, it uh, is sexy too. Sexy ass. Yeah. <laughs> Go to 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com where you can buy some buy some solid merchandise with that new that new said logo. Um gonna go ahead and bring this up right there. Yeah, you see it there. That's the link. And there it you is. gotta get some get some cool stuff, t-shirts, sweatshirts, backpacks. Yeah, that's on there now. Um so show us some love. I definitely appreciate it. If you are on some sort of podcast app of choice and can leave five-star review please do so we need to beat the algorithm and then also take a couple seconds if you're watching this on youtube and just hit the subscribe button so you're up to date on every episode we do on behalf of the guys the four-man rotation was here tonight we had a lot of fun thank you all and we'll be back soon